What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Babbles Nonsense Podcast. Today is going to be a recap, rambling, babbling, all the things. So stay tuned if you just want a recap of my weekend and the past week and all the things I've posted on social. What is up, everyone? I'm going to try to make this a short and sweet episode again this week for y'all. It's just a recap of my past two weeks. So if you're not interested, that is cool. Totally turn this off. You do not have to listen. I get it. I'm not a reality star. I'm not a celebrity. But if you are interested, it's kind of funny. It's kind of quirky. I'm going to dive into everything that I posted on Insta stories, my reel about my plastic surgery, just all the things. Um, And we're just going to go from there. So I poured me an old fashioned or made me one, if you will, because my friend Steven, who is on the podcast a few weeks ago taught me how to do that while he was over podcasting he once was a bartender and the sweetest man ever brought me all this alcohol and bartending stuff as a housewarming present because I don't have any here (laughs) anytime friends come over I'm always like so what do y'all want I'll go get us something but it was sweet that he did that because after that I got some built-in bookshelves and is mostly decorated but the bottom of the bookshelves is not so I was like what am I going to put on the bottom and the area the side towards the dining table. I was like, Oh, I could display all this alcohol that he got me and have a bar if you will. Cause now that's kind of cute. So it definitely helps the decoration. So shout out to Steven. Thank you for being an amazing friend. But yeah, I just poured me an old fashioned. Cause I was like, let's relax. Let's try to get this podcast going. Cause it's kind of awkward when you do a solo and it's just weird. Cause I like having conversations. That's why I like to interview people. But anyways, so if you follow me on Instagram, you will have known that I cut all my hair off. It's funny because some people be like, well, why would you do that? Da, da, da. And it's like, it's just hair. And it's funny, but the reason why it's funny is because last week I posted the vulnerability podcast and I forgot to use that as an example, how women sometimes use their hair as a shield or confidence. And that is true. I used to do that 1000%. Like if my haircut was off and I didn't love it, I just didn't feel like me or pretty. And that's fine. I'm not saying like your hair shouldn't be your confidence or whatever. I'm just saying like, it's just funny that I didn't use that example in the vulnerability podcast last week. Anyways, speaking of vulnerability, I posted my reel about my plastic surgery and I was encouraged by a lot of friends. I've wanted to do that. I took picture like progression pictures each day throughout the surgery process. So I got a lot of questions about my surgery. I've spoken about it briefly on a few other podcasts, but I want to kind of talk a little bit more about it here. So I had an upper and lower blepharoplasty with a cheek lift. And the reason I had that was because when I was approximately 27, I had under eye filler placed. And I'm not saying that it was the injector, the filler, whatever. Like I personally looking back, probably didn't need it. I was just doing something that I was insecure, trying to make myself look better. And it's just something that probably didn't need. Well, Everyone has lymphatic drainage system in their face, their body, all over. Like we have lymph nodes. It drains through these channels. There's a lot in our face. And I think that the lymphatic drainage channel was blocked on my face. I don't, I don't know 100% for sure. I know that as soon as I got it, like a couple of weeks later, I had this puffiness underneath my eyes. 
And I was like, well, what is that? But it was almost kind of like where the cannula went around, it seemed. And the filler looked great. But then the area where it was played, like the needle track mark, like the track mark where the needle was placed, there was just a lot of swelling there. So we dissolved it and it got better. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, And then it came right back. So it was like, then we dissolved, came right back, dissolved, came right back. And then I went to a plastic surgeon, a facial plastic surgeon in Nashville to kind of evaluate the situation like, hey, what's going on? You know, this is what happened. So he was like, well, I think you still have filler in there and it's just causing swelling because filler brings water to any area that you get filler. So it's like hydrophilic, I think is what they say. So water comes to the area. So like if I ate, maybe ate a salty meal or whatever, it would just be more swollen. And he was like, let's just, you know, dissolve it like crazy. So he, <laughs> and that shit hurt. Like I have a high pain tolerance. You can ask Brittany who has injected me before. Like I, I'm do well with pain, but like he was going across my facial nerve and he was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm hitting your facial nerve. And it was pretty painful. Anyways, he dissolved it, like flooded the area, dissolved it. And it got a lot better, but then I had a lot of lax skin from the dissolving. And they say, like, if you Google this, I've even Googled it, looked it up. They say when you dissolve filler, it does not take away your own hyaluronic acid, which is what causes the youthfulness and puffiness. That's why there's a lot of serums where they try to sell hyaluronic acid in a bottle. Um, but they say that when you dissolve filler, it doesn't dissolve your own hyaluronic acid. I would disagree with that <laughs> because I had a lot of black skin under my eyes and the swelling still, still, even after all the dissolving, like over years still was there. So, you know, I consulted with the clinic here in town, Dr. DeGraff. I consulted with her. She was like, let's try temperature, which is an ultrasound machine with heat that kind of is supposed to rebuild the collagen pathways in your, in your face or neck, or I think they do other areas, but it's like a heat collagen. So like anytime you penetrate an area, it's supposed to, or like traumatize an area, whether that be through penetration with a needle, heat, ice, things like that, it's supposed to stimulate collagen production because you're causing trauma to the area. So she was like, well, why don't you try, you know, the, the temperature. So we tried that. It did help a little. And again, it, it would all help for a couple of weeks and then it would come back. So we tried the temperature, we tried dissolving, we tried radio frequency microneedling, um, had another person look at it, thought it was just, um, pigmentation. So I did, you know, facial peels, all the things literally tried everything. So started at 27, and then I didn't get the surgery till last year. So I was 34. So a little less than 10 years. But I consulted with Dr. Yates here in town in Huntsville, who is amazing. He's very good at subtle results. And I went to him and told him everything like maybe three years ago. And he was like, you know, you're just so young. I don't want to put scars on your face. But I do think that you need surgery. And I was like, I just don't know if I can commit to the surgery. So waited, thought about it some more. And you know, the more like in fluorescent lights, it was worse. So I wore my glasses a lot because where my glasses, the the rim, the bottom rim of my glasses hit is where it, it puffed out a little bit. And I decided like last year, last May, I was like, I'm ready. I think I'm ready for the surgery. I'm definitely scared because what if I look different? Cause that's not the goal. I don't want to look different. I literally want to look like me without this puffiness on my face because I feel like, you know, the eye area does age you a lot. You look tired, all these things. And so I went back to Dr. Yates and I was like, you know, I think I'm ready. And he still was like, you know, you're just so young. I don't want to put scars on your face. I was like, I don't care about the scars. And I, and I told him, I said, what would you, th- I said, what would you tell me if I came in here and I'm 10 years old or I'm 45, I have the same issues. What would you say to me? 
He said, I'd tell you to do the surgery. I was like, okay, we're doing the surgery. So with encouragement of my friends and family, and I also knew a girl that works for Dr. Yates who had the same surgery, who showed me all her before and afters. I was like, wow, you can't even tell he did anything. Not, not in the fact of like, you can't tell he did anything, but like, that's the point, right? You, that's the point of aesthetics. In my opinion, you don't want to look like you did anything. You just want to look like yourself, but refreshed. So I went in, did the surgery and it wasn't painful. Like I know the photo photos. And if you don't know, what I'm talking about, go to my Instagram babbles underscore nonsense. I have a reel of everyday progression. Y'all, when I first got out of surgery, I was like, okay, this isn't that bad. I have a couple black eyes. <laughs> like, it's not that bad he said I would be really swollen. And, um, <laughs> no, it, um, the next day when I woke up, I was like scared being a nurse practitioner. I was like, am I about to have to go to the ER and get bilateral canthrotomies? Like, is that, is that what's about to happen? Because I can't see my eyes are bloodshot. But after that second day, like it, it got progressively better. Um, but you might be going, well, why did you do the upper blepharoplasty? So the blepharoplasty is where they cut the loose skin out from under the eyes. Dr. Yates says that he does like this trifecta situation where he also pulls the cheek up as well because that muscle is where the eye and the skin, I don't know, he'd have to explain it to you, but like the underneath, like he pulled the cheek up and then tied the skin to it. You really can't tell any difference in my before and after, like to some I can because I know my face, but like to someone else looking at it, they'd be like, you look the same, which that was the goal. (laughs) But when I went in for the consultation, he was like, yeah, you got a little loose skin on the upper eyelids too. I'm uh, Since I'm over there, I'm just going to cut that off too. I said, what? I have loose skin on my upper eyelids? Never noticed that. And then when he pointed it out and I had to wait like four months for surgery, I was like looking at it. I was like, oh my gosh, I could kill him. Why did he tell me this? <laughs> you know, when someone points out something, you just like hyper fixate on it. Anyway, so that is why I had my surgery. You can definitely see the progression. I had black eyes for a solid, solid, like two, two and a half weeks. Um, I was dating someone new at the time and bless his heart. Like he literally was like, I want to see you. I don't care what you look like. And I just thought that spoke a lot of his character. Cause I wore sunglasses. <laughs> I wore big sunglasses when he came over to see me, but then he was like, take them off. I want to see you. And I took them off and he literally didn't flinch. He was like, it's really not that bad. And I was like, I look like a monster. Like I looked like a white walker walking around with these blue, 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 blue eyes with like yellow hue around my sclera, which is the white part of your eye. It turned like yellow because apparently blood when it's, you know, when you get bloodshot eyes, it then turns yellow. <laughs> but anyways, bless his heart. Um, moving on from that, if you want to see the progression, the before, the after, the in between, it's all on my Instagram. And speaking of vulnerability podcast from last week, that's one of the main reasons I posted it because I was like, I just posted this podcast on vulnerability and I need to be vulnerable and share this experience. I didn't have to, right? Like that is one thing we don't have to share our lives. I choose to get on this podcast and share what I want and what I don't want. I can either leave something out, share the whole story and all that and in between, right? That's anyone in life. But I just wanted to I've talked about it and then, you know, I had the podcast with the Huntsville mom where she was super vulnerable and I was like, you know, I want to do this. I want to help someone if they have any issues with this because we all go through life thinking, you know, oh, everyone's starting to get more comfortable with filler, like filler is acceptable or whatnot. That's great. But there are complications that we all need to know about. So 
with that being said, I do want to say like I used to get so mad when people wouldn't talk about the things they've done like plastic surgery, filler, that being celebrities too. I used to be like, you have a responsibility to tell people what you've done when really you don't like you do and you like, I don't know, I'm, I'm mixed reviews on this, right? So do celebrities kind of need to say if someone asks, maybe would it help a lot of issues with body dysmorphia and all these other things? Maybe, but also at the end of the day, that's their body and their insecurity. So teach their own, I guess. Like if you want to share, great. If you don't, that's on you, you know, do what you want to do. <laughs> I just think if the world was maybe less judgy, people would share more. So let's all work on judging less. But anyways, to the past weekend, um, I had to fit both of my jobs into four days last week on top of everything else that I wanted to do, like get my nails done, spray tan, go to the gym, all the things in four days. And then the wedding was on Saturday, but it was at Lake Martin. So that was three and a half hours away from here. So I went down on Friday because sweet little Kaylin, uh, my friend that got married, invited me to her wedding on Friday and or sorry her rehearsal dinner on Friday and she is literally so sweet I love these people to death her and her husband Jake now they're just like the epitome of what love is right like they obviously they fight I've seen them fight but they at the end of the day you can tell like I this is my person I want to be with you I care about you they talk through things they communicate and that's what love is about so of course I was going to go to her rehearsal dinner and she's so sweet she's like yeah we're gonna have pizza and wine I know you don't eat gluten which I've been gluten-free for a while now. And she was just so sweet thinking about me. She was like, I'm going to get you the gluten-free pizzas from Trader Joe's. If you know Kaylin, she just loves Trader Joe's. She should really be a spokesperson for them. And I was like, that, Kaylin, you don't have to do that. That's sweet of you to think like there's going to be other things I can eat there. And she's like, no, I'm getting them. And then bless her heart, like we're getting everything ready. And I was like, oh, I forgot she told me it was going to be pizza. That's cool. There's salad, there's charcuterie, there's plenty to eat and drink. Like I'm fine. And she sees me sitting there with this, you know, my salad and my charcuterie board, like sh- charcuterie plate or whatever. And she was like, oh my God, Jonna, your pizza. It's at Granny's. And I was like, it's fine. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Like I have snacks at the Airbnb that we got. And she was like, I'm so sorry. But that just speaks to her character, right? Like she was worried about me on her day. She's just so sweet. And all her friends I got to meet were super sweet and super inviting and welcoming. But then, you know, after the rehearsal dinner, I went to the Airbnb that I rented with a couple of other friends. So Courtney, who is Kaylin's coworker, and then Gerald was a former coworker. Um, we all decided to get an Airbnb. So Courtney has a husband that she brought. And then there was another girl that was supposed to room with us, but decided not to. So it was supposed to be five of us. So I got a three bedroom Airbnb. And when I get there, <laughs> it's not a three bedroom, quote unquote, if you will. So bear with me as I explain this. So it is technically three bedrooms. So there was a king bed, a double bed, and then two twin beds. So that was the three rooms. So Gerald was going to get his own room, Courtney and her husband, and then me and the other girl were going to share the twin bedroom. Well, when I get there, I go upstairs to, you know, find the bedrooms and it's one bedroom is essentially the loft area. So what, what one would consider a game room, a media room, you know, a playroom for kids, like where you literally walk up the stairs and there's the room and you can look over the balcony, not the balcony. What do you call it? Um, words not coming to me, but you look over the, the area and you can actually see down into the living room. So not really conducive for someone who likes to go to bed early. So, um, the later that night when I was like, okay guys, it's time for me to go to bed at 1130. 
which was a compromise for me with my eight to nine o'clock bedtime. I got up there and I could hear everything that was said. It was so loud. And I was like, uh, Gerald, <laughs> want to switch rooms? Cause the other room was like in the back of the upstairs with a door where this, obviously this loft area did not have a door. And he was like, yeah, that's, that's fine. Whatever. So he's super sweet. He's traded rooms with me. And regardless, the Airbnb was super, super cute. Decorated to the nines. We found out the lady who owned the Airbnb actually was a like famous designer from Newport Beach, California. So that was pretty cool. And our Airbnb was right on the lake. So you could walk down to the dock and there was the lake, which was really cool. And then the wedding was Saturday. So we stayed on, like we woke up, Gerald cooked us all breakfast. So shout out to Gerald for that. I cleaned the kitchen since I didn't cook. <laughs> and, um, we just set out, drank mimosas on the deck until the wedding time. Then we got ready for the wedding and then went to the venue that was literally right down the, the road from our Airbnb. And it was gorgeous. Like I've been to a lot of weddings and all my friends have gorgeous weddings, but this just because it backed up to the lake was just stunning. And it was the perfect weather. Like the sun was beaming down. She, her stepmom did the most gorgeous flowers for her wedding. And Kaylin is just this like hippie, peaceful, like angelic vibes to her. And that's exactly what her wedding was. It was just so simplistic, but just so beautiful. And I definitely cried, which I'm not a crier. And I was like, why am I crying? <laughs> she was just beautiful. She just looked so happy and so beautiful. And of course, Jake looked amazing as well. And the wedding was just amazing. So then we go to the reception and she's just got all these cool ass things. Like she's got a taco bar and then, you know, obviously the bar and then a popcorn bar with like dill pickle homemade chips and then like a huge charcuterie because this girl, anytime you come to her house, she's like, let me pull out some shit for some charcuterie, like a huge charcuterie board. And then of course, um, a catered um, dinner that she had as well. So she went all out, just thinks about everyone. She didn't want anyone to be without food or drink. And then obviously her playlist that we danced the night to was amazing with all the 90s and 2000s song. Loved it. We all danced. And then we went home and just hung out. And of course, I went to bed a little early again, 1130. I had a migraine that came on. <laughs> Courtney was not happy about that. <laughs> um, but Sunday, obviously, I didn't want to be hungover and tired driving the three and a half hours home, trying to get everything prepared for the next week of work. But it was a beautiful wedding. They are on their honeymoon now. Um, I'm not going to say where they went or anything, but beachy area is supposed to be really cool. And I was just like, how cool would it be, Jake, if I just, you know, showed up at the end of the, the week when y'all are, you know, getting tired of each other. And it's like the Stassi, if, you, if you're a Vanderpump rule person, I was like, I could just be Stassi floating up on that float into y'all's um, honeymoon and you could just post me on Insta stories. <laughs> he just had a good laugh. Obviously, I'm not going on their honeymoon, guys. Don't worry. But on my drive to and from, obviously, I had time to listen to some podcasts and huge, huge fan of Jay Shetty. If you've been listening for the past few weeks, I've quoted him 100% of the time. I finished his book, finally, um, Eight Rules of Love. I've been having a difficult time finishing books lately just because working two jobs when you get home, you just want to sit down. Plus, I look at a computer all day long, so I don't want to read when I get home. But I finally finished the book and it's amazing. 1000% oh, recommend whether you're in a relationship or not. It talks about breakups. It talks about communicating. It talks about fighting style, it, literally everything. But I got to listen to some podcasts and one of the things that really stood out to me in his previous couple weeks was what he said about 
placing our values on other people, right? And I, it just struck with me. I was like, wow, we really do do that. Like, so if we believe wholeheartedly in something, we want other people to believe in it too. So we force that kind of down someone's throat, if you will. For example, I have a friend that may or may not believe in like the healthiest food choices that I do. What I, what I value and believe is the healthiest food choices. And I get constantly, I notice it after, literally didn't until this podcast. I was like, wow, I really forced that down her throat all the time. (laughs) But it goes with anything. I think that we have to know what our values are versus like something that your opinion can change. There are things that I've said on this podcast. It's been two years on this podcast. And I might go back and listen to something two years ago and say, well, that doesn't resonate with me anymore. I've, I've changed my opinion. I've, I've, you know, I've grown since then. I've met other people. I've had these conversations. And that's why when people like cancel culture and everyone's like, well, let's cancel this so-and-so for saying this 10 years ago. Well, they're not the same person they were 10 years ago. They've grown and they've changed. You know, that's why sometimes... Again, this podcast is going all over. That's why marriages grow apart sometimes because you're not the same people 10 years from now that you were then. And that's a huge thing. And that's about growing together versus apart, right? But it all goes back to like that communication and communicating the things that you want and like your values. Values are things that you typically aren't going to change. Like I value honesty. I value communication. Those are things I value and they haven't really changed since I was little. Um, If someone lies to me, I get very upset about it. But other things, and I can't think of examples off my head. This is why I really need notes. Um, But like other things that may come and go, the thoughts, like food choices. That's one. That's a good example. Like I'm currently gluten-free. I have been for a while. In 10 years, will I still be gluten-free? Maybe not. Should I be chastised on this? Like being like, well, in 2022, you posted a whole podcast on gluten-free diets. Well, you know, those things change. New research comes out. You you believe different things. You conversate with different people. I don't think conversate's a word, but let's not go there. But so that's, so that's something that I'm trying to work on now because it really struck a nerve with me when I heard it on this podcast. Like you cannot force your values on other people. So we have to talk and listen to each other. And then you don't have to believe in anything. But the, the, the point is, is to, to be respectful of those values. So if someone tells me something, and I don't believe it, or I don't value it, I can listen to them, truly listen to them. But I don't have to take it in and take it into my space and then try to turn it around and go, well, really, actually, you should think about this. So I'm going to work on that because I do recognize myself doing that a lot where I really believe in something and I want other people to believe in it too. And that's even with communication. Like I'm just huge communicator, like so much to the point of annoyance. Like I want to talk about everything, especially like if I'm in a relationship and that's okay because if someone doesn't value that in me as a person, then I just have to know that that's not my person. And I have to try to find someone that loves that about me that I'm a communicator. I think a lot of us, um, we don't listen to understand. We listen to hear. I think the saying, don't quote me, may be like listening to be heard, not to be understood. Or maybe it's talking. I don't know. (laughs) Um, I do think that that's the biggest problem. Like we can say, oh, I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. But did you hear me? Did you listen to what I say? Take it in. Think about it and regurgitate it back to me and actually respect what I said 
There's a difference. So there's a huge thing when it comes to listening and communicating. I was going to get into like some self-respect, self-esteem, because that's some things I'm going through with myself in therapy, but maybe I'll save that for next week. But thank you guys for listening to me babble on about my past week, my recap. I hope you liked this podcast. There may be more to come in the future like this, just with my time schedule and trying to get people to interview is kind of hard, but we're going to try it. We're going to keep, we're going to keep at it. I made a promise to myself that I wouldn't skip a week and I'm going to do my best not to do that. And one more thing, I'm really bad about like pushing people towards the podcast app to do rate, subscribe, review. But if you would like to on the Spotify or Apple podcast platform, go like the podcast, subscribe to it, follow it, whatever it is nowadays, and leave me a little review that helps push the podcast out to other people. And y'all, if the review is bad, I would like to know that too. Like if you want to give me a one star, if you want to say I talk too much or babble too much, I don't care. Say it. I need to learn and grow on this podcast to see what my listeners like. So if y'all would do that for me, that would be wonderful. And until next time, guys, as always, bye-bye.